0: Well, church, today is Mother's Day, and uh, we have the special opportunity to celebrate our moms and to honor our moms. Uh, If I haven't met you before, my name's Tim, and I'm one of the pastors here, and it's really good to be with you on this day. And uh, as we celebrate moms today, uh, I wanted to start things off right, because I know my mom is gonna be tuning in and watching this service later. So I wanted to go ahead and and look right at the camera and say, I love you, mom. I do. I love you, Mom. A picture from uh, 1978. Uh, yes, I was born many, many centuries ago. Uh, my mom still looks great, but uh, this is me and my mom, and uh, I have so many wonderful memories uh, of my mom, even from a young age. I remember going outside and kind of teaching me not to get stung by the bees that were around the flowers she would planted and uh, i can remember in that same house but right before we moved to laredo we were living in dallas at the time i can remember m- her and my dad about to go out on a date and them canceling their date because my mom rushed me to the hospital after i ran my big wheel into my neighbor's park car and uh you know her standing by my side as they had to strap me down i <laughs> get the stitches in my head because i did not want to keep moving because i wanted to keep moving Uh, To even now today, where I know that if I ever was going to call somebody for any reason, my mom's one of the very first people that I would call. Because I know how much she loves me, and she's there for me, and the great advice that she gives me. Uh, Nobody cares about my my mom. She's one of the most special people in my life. And I want to ask us, church, as you think about your mom, really, where would we be without our mom? And I know some of us that are very literal could think, you know, obviously, well, we wouldn't be able to be here, right? And, like, it's physically impossible. We needed our mom to come onto planet Earth through God's will, right? But even beyond that, even beyond our, our mother giving birth to us, what type of person would we be without the way that our mother has come alongside us in our life? No perfect mom. There's no perfect mom. But if you think about your mom, the wonderful things that she's done for you, where would we be without mom? From birth? to nursing us to feeding us as babes and changing all of the diapers uh, to teaching and disciplining us cooking cleaning caring for wounds not only the the boo-boos the physical wounds but also the emotional boo-boos that we go through in life caring for all of our wounds counseling us chauffeuring us around coaching us moms do it all And so I want to pause for a second as we start off and just give you the opportunity. If your mom happens to be sitting here with you today, would you just look over at her and do the same thing and just say, I love you, mom. Already a few tears. I guess we're heading in the right direction. Well, this, like I said, is a special day for us as a church because God values moms. And we want to ask the question, what does it really look like to honor our mom? And so I'm so glad you guys asked that question because we are going to dig into God's word to see what he has to say. Uh, I want to invite you Uh, To take notes, we're going to be in Exodus 20, verse 12, and in Titus 2, verses 1 through 5. And I want to invite you to take some notes as we look at these passages, because there's going to be some really simple, practical things that we can all do to honor our mom. And so the first thing we're going to look at is simply, how do we honor our mom? And uh, Exodus 20, 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, that the days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Interestingly, God gives his people, as they leave uh, Egypt, ten commandments, the famous ten commandments that hang in our courthouses in our country, right, that guide us, that are the principles by which we're to live by. He gives his people ten commandments. And the first four commandments really deal with our relationship with God, the Father himself, how we're to relate to God. And then he gives us six commandments on how we're to relate to each other and God being God and knowing what's up, the very first one of those was about honoring mom. In all of our human relationships, the very first place that he starts is honoring mom. And it's not Father's Day yet, but you notice he also says honor dad. So honor your parents, right? Honor mom. And this word in this passage and throughout the Bible when it's talking about this relationship to honor, it means to esteem or to value or to have great respect for this person. To honor someone is to value them highly or to bestow very large value upon them, something precious, to be treasured, to be uh, weighed above other things. And so we want to look at four practical ways that we can actually do that. And the first way we can honor mom is by giving her respect. This, this type of honor uh, that is talking about in, in Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 is really talking about a submission to mom an obedience to mom and it's saying kids obey what your mother has to say maybe even adults obey what your mother has to say or face the chancla right (laughs) do not get in the way of a mother who is trying to tell their kids the right way to go they have an instinct God has given them to point out right from wrong and direction and wisdom. And trust me, if you try to get in that way, they will run you over. They are gentle, sweet creatures of God. But they will bulldoze you over out of the way one way or another if you try to stop them from when they are trying to teach their children what is right. And we, if you are a child, especially if you are a child who is still living in your parents' home, one of the s- most biblical ways you can honor your mom is to trust what she says is good, that she has your best interest in mind. Trust her and just obey what she has to say. Another way that we show this respect besides our obedience is to speak to our mom kindly, with gentleness, not with harshness. And when we speak about her, to speak about her proudly, honor her with the words that we say about to her to others. And as well, we show respect to our mom by listening to her when she speaks, even when we disagree with her, to disagree in a respectful manner. And, and I often think for, for this about teenagers, because if you are a teenager or in your 20s right now, you're going through a season in your life where you are forming your own opinions. And this is good. God has meant for it. It it gets really hard as a parent in between somewhere in 5th and 7th grade because, and I used to teach middle school, and I I would watch this transition happen to all the kids that say, yes, sir, no, sir, what are we going to do today, Mr. Rowley, to all of a sudden they have a mind of their own. And that's God ordained that kids will become independent. And if you are on that journey right now as a kid, just remember that you are going to sometimes disagree with your mom, but don't do it by rolling your eyes or storming off or, or yelling at her. Show her honor and know that when she says something to you, even if you think it's wrong, that she's saying it because she loves you. And treat her with dignity because you're never going to get another one. She was given to you by God. And so these are all simple ways we can show respect. That's one way that we can honor our mom. Another way that we can honor mom is with time. We can always make more money in life. We can always go and get more degrees. We can always pursue lots of different things. But we... Time is our most valuable resource that God gives us. We cannot make more time. We have the time that we have, and I think our moms instinctively know this, and one of the things they want from us more than anything else is just to give us their, for us to give them th- our time. And so we also honor mom by, by spending time with her and giving her time. Another practical way that we can honor mom is through love. Both love in our words, and what we say, and also in our actions. Uh, there's a great Christian author that's written a book that, that often gets talked about uh, looking at the Bible and how there's lots of different ways that we express love and called the love languages. And it'd be really of uh, value to kind of ask, to just maybe ask your mom one day, what, how do you feel most loved? And, and think about what her love language is. Is it quality time? Is it doing things for her? Is it acts of service? Uh, helping out some way in the house? Is it uh, a gift, you know, or a card? Is it gift-giving? Is it physical touch? I think I'm, I'm missing one there. Let me see here. Um, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch. So lots of different ways that you can ask, wh- how does she feel loved uh, and communicate in such a way that's most valuable to her? Because everyone's made differently by God to feel love. And so we can honor our mother with respect with time, with love. And then we also can honor her sacrifice. Moms sacrifice their time for us. Uh, Oftentimes they need to put their dreams on hold. Uh, moms sacrifice their emotions, carrying uh, how, what we're going through, weighing it, it weighs on them very heavily. Uh, moms do so much physical labor to maintain what's needed for their children. Uh, in the Gospel of John, in the third chapter of 1 John, chapter 3, uh, it talks about Jesus. And it, and it says that Jesus showed his love for us by laying down his life. The, the way that he knew to show his love for us was laying down his life. And nobody gets Jesus or this verse more than moms. Moms naturally lay down themselves for their kids and serve. They serve in so many ways to provide for their families and ensure their well-being and their but we can almost just take it for granted. And our challenge this morning is not to do that, to, but to be a people that recognize their service, that recognize their sacrifice and honor them for it. And so again, four very practical ways we can honor our mom today are to show her respect, to give her our time give her our love and to find out how she feels most loved by us and to recognize her sacrifice to honor her sacrifice moms care about who we are and this is a way that we can show our love to her as moms invest in us it's also super important and valuable to us as a people that we also value just the role of motherhood and see it with the weight and the value that God gives it. And so we're going to turn to Titus, and we're going to see what the Bible has to say about how we should also just value motherhood in general. Every mother's work is very significant in the eyes of God. Motherhood is a worthy calling, one that God, that God has ordained, and the world wants to tear it down and tear mothers down that think they're inadequate to do it, and yet every mom is gifted by God for this role. If you think about it, through our mom, oftentimes primarily our, our personalities are being formed as we're growing up. Uh, our vocabularies are molded. Our attitudes are shaped and how we respond to things. Moms are that soft voice in our life saying, I love you. Moms are oftentimes our link to God, our first real impression of what God's love is. Feels like, is like. Moms are all these things and so much more. And one of the things that moms naturally have in our life is a belief in us. They see the good in us and they will go to endless lengths to support us. Again, you better get out of the way if you're trying to say something bad about a mom's kid or stop that kid because moms instinctively get how to fight for their children, how to build their children up. They know who God has called their kids to be. And moms are given and have a relentless love for their kids. But there's something else that moms have that sometimes goes unnoticed. In every mother is a story, a sto- their story. And moms spend more times, oftentimes, with kids than anyone else. And almost as if writing a pages of, of a book slowly in all the time that moms spend with their kids, they are imparting to their kids a set of values, a way of looking at the world and responding to the world. And what we want to do now is we want to look at Titus because this is something that God has given to a mother to give her child values and a perspective and a way of looking at the world. And it's very important that we don't let the world twist that gift, but that moms can step into God is the one that has given them that gift and ability to do that and to look into what God's word says to enhance and say this is the vision of values that God has called for moms to impart into their children and so we want to look at we want to look at how to honor this call of motherhood and I want to invite you all to read Titus 2 1 through 2 with me first of all the church in this passage is called To teach sound doctrine. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. And so motherhood starts in the context of family. It starts in the context of community, of church. And we as Christians are called to pass on sound doctrine. Now, what is sound doctrine? It's healthy teaching that will lead to healthy behavior. And the first call to women and to moms in this journey of passing this on to their kids is the call to reverent behavior. Titus 2.3 says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to too much wine. This word reverent in the Bible is a sense of awe, respect, or wonder for God. And a mom should have and be able to pass on. And God, the the world wants to keep moms so distracted, so busy, so burned out that they're not able to get away as they need to with Jesus and be supported by other mothers to be encouraged in their role so that they can pass on that same awe, wonder, respect for God to their children. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 4 describes this quite a bit. It says, wives... In the same way, be submissive to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come primarily from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And as the Bible talks about this quality in a woman of God, in a mother. Uh, Ladies, it is not talking when you hear quiet and gentle spirit, we think meek and never speaks and not animated and not loud, uh, not the life of a party. It's not saying any of those things. God has given every one of you your personality and you are who you are. What it is talking about by a quiet and gentle spirit is a quiet confidence and a stillness in God. That God is with you in all things, that God has made you to be who you are in all things and is working through you. And that when darts are thrown at you in life, that you have the confidence of God with you in all things. That you are not uh, completely thrown off by the world. Now, we're going to get to this in a bit, but I almost feel like we're painting this unrealistic, you know, storybook picture of motherhood. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home. Uh, My wife is so good with them. And I see all of these qualities in her. And I I understand what motherhood is, not just from watching my own mom, but just watching how my wife just turned into gear as soon as we had kids. And yet, at the same time, there are moments when I'm observing what's happening and I'm like, oh, I got to play referee. I got to get in there. I got to get these guys out of here. Because if I don't get these guys out of here, this is it. It's the end. They're done. She's going to right now. Um, You know, And there's times when she needs a break uh, because um, a gentle and quiet spirit is not going to flow from her. That is for sure. Right, Uh, because they have crossed the line Um, and I kind of just chuckle because I'm like, that's my boys, you know, but it's important that we recognize that, you know, life, parenting, motherhood is so hard and it is going to push every little bit of, you know, to get you to be completely selfless, you know. Uh, You know, marriage is this wonderful opportunity where you just kind of lived on your own, you're only really responsible for yourself, and then all of a sudden you get married, and, you know, somewhere in the first couple months, the first year, you're like, oh, my spouse isn't perfect, interesting, you know, this might be a challenge in certain ways, and then, you know, if that was something, you get kids, and you're like, oh, okay, game on, this is nothing, this marriage thing, you know, this is game on, right, and so this is a very high and difficult calling and it's why the bible says you know that women need uh other women and they need god in their life so that they have this when it talks about this behavior it's also talking about giving a behavior that is a fragrance it says uh, be reverent in their behavior and that behavior is like a fragrance that you as mom should have a fragrance of god that comes off of you to your kids in the old testament the priests would go in to the tabernacle, uh, and they would burn incense to the Lord. And everyone knew when they came out of the tabernacle that they had been with God because they would have the scent of that incense on them. Again, and so the Bible gives us a picture that women should be reverent. They should have this awe of God in them, in their behavior, because they have God in their life. And that's the picture that, that God gives us of what this reverent behavior looks like. And then there's this call to teach goodness. God calls moms to teach goodness. Titus 2, 3, and 4 says they are to teach what is good, and so train the young women in what is good. And, you know, that happens in relationship with other women. Uh, Women uh, are to pass on motherhood to one another. I think of it oftentimes by a hand up, a hand to the side, and a hand back, Right? Uh, uh, moms you see your kids grow up but your your job in the body of christ is not done it's not time to check out because according to god's word god has placed you in this congregation because there is another woman or women that you can bless by simply coming alongside them god's word says uh that the your role is to teach what is good and train young women. And so there's a place for moms to come alongside another mom and pray about it and see there's, a, you know, a great way to get connected with other women in this church is I believe it's the first Friday of every month. There's a group of women that just meet for fellowship called The Well, and you can get connected with other ladies here or in community groups, we get connected with couples or, or men or women. And in relationships, you uh, God sometimes brings someone to your heart, to your mind, and uh, you can reach out to that younger mom. And if, and if m- moms, you're going through a season of raising kids, look for other women that are in that same season that you can come alongside and encourage. Don't go down that journey alone. And just as somebody, hopefully, is reaching out to you, or you can reach out to them and say, hey, I want to learn from you, uh, think to reach out to somebody else. And get connected. We are not meant, and and moms are not meant to go through this journey alone, but God's word says that there should be this disciple making, mentoring relationships between not only families, but women in the church. And what is it that women should pass on in these relationships to one another? What is this goodness that they're to pass on? Well, Titus 2 4 and 5 say to love their husbands and children, to be self controlled, pure, working at home. Kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled, let's unpack that a little bit. The first thing that that moms and women should pass on to other wives and moms is a love for husbands and kids. Now you may think for a second like you know you don't need to teach that, but if you've been married for more than you know i don't know i won't say a day, if you've been married for six months or something you You come to know that marriage is pretty tough. It is pretty tough, and raising kids is just as tough, if not harder. Um, depends on how much of a kid your husband is, just kidding, guys. Um, the, the ladies will get their turn on, on Father's Day. but um, and And the world says, "Hey, you're not happy. just quit on that marriage." And certainly... You need to get space from a guy if there's physical abuse or verbal abuse or any type of abuse happening. You need to get get space. You and your kids need to get space from that person. And the Bible also says that if there's infidelity or repeated infidelity, that 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 marriage may not be able to stand that because no marriage can stand that if it continues. Um, And it's a break in trust, and the Bible has commandments about that. But outside of some of these more extreme behaviors – You know, uh, your guy is really smart. He suckered you in. He got you. He knew the treasure he had. And I don't know what happened in those dating years, but you're stuck with him now. And uh, marriage is challenging. Now, hopefully your guy is putting in some effort to not make it too difficult and you, you know, have a good relationship. But the world is trying to attack marriage and say, just quit. And actually, you can have a phenomenal marriage no matter where it is today. And women need to help each other learn how to to move towards that and to love your husband and to love your kids through the good times and through the hard times. Also, there's this call to be self-controlled and a call to be pure. And this idea in the Greek of this word pure is to have upright moral character. Two things, self-control and purity, things that only come from God. And one thing I do want to focus on, especially for teenagers and young women and just young people in general in this church, it applies to all of us, one of the biggest ways that Satan wants to attack your purity is to get you to be sexually active outside of marriage. And you can learn a lot more outside of church here, but let's keep it real There is a time in your life, women and men, where your body is designed to start preparing you for parenthood, for motherhood. And hormones start changing. And uh, teenage boys, those hormones are ranging. And uh, relationships, as you get closer and closer to someone, uh, if you are beginning to pair off with them, uh, are meant to end physically in some sort of destination. And so one of the ways, ladies, that you can honor your kids, honor uh, your future husband, honor God in this call and teach it is to say, hey, I'm going to make sure that, I don't, that we wait until the time is right. And guys should be responsible for this and, and not be spending so much time alone that you're just going to end up there. Uh, and, and it's okay, ladies, to say, hey, I not until we're married. Take a stand for your purity. And say, uh, when we're married, we are going to move towards that, as God's word says. And if you've crossed those lines, the grace of God covers you and washes you white as snow. But today is a day to begin again and commit to purity. And this purity is not just physical, but it's all of our hearts that you get self-controlled and pure through God's word. Women are also called to maintain order in the home, uh, to maintain the home. Uh, And it's true that it's uh, many women work, but the primary role for a mom is to make sure that her home is in order. And sometimes that means stepping back from work for a while or getting the help that's needed to run the house. But to make sure that there's order in the home and not sacrifice that for anything, because God's word says that that is part of her call and to be kind and to be submissive to your husband. Again, not to abuse or things that are wrong, but also to not expect perfection because your quiet and gentle spirit in the Lord will win them over. And what is a godly mom's motivation in all of these things? The passage concludes that the word of God would not be despised. That kids would get an image of who God is as you abide in God and practice these things and pour these things into younger women and learn these things and model these things. Mothers are imperfect people just like us. They have good days and they have bad days. But being a mom is a very intense gig that oftentimes doesn't get the honor and the dignity and the worth that it deserves. And so as we head out today, let's find ways to honor our mom with respect and time and love and recognizing their sacrifice. And as a church, let's hold a high regard of the role of motherhood in every mom's life. And one thing I wanna say as we do that specifically to you that are moms there today, is I want to just remind you, encourage you, that you are doing a great job. Your kids here into church with you today, whatever the age they are, your kids over in the, the kids' class, your family at home that God's blessed you with, it's evidence of it. If anyone is guilty of being too hard on themselves And wondering sometimes if they're doing it right. It's our mom. Because they care so much. And women, moms, I want you to hear. You are doing an amazing job. And your family and this church are proof of it. Keep it up. Keep it up. Do not let the lies of the evil one tell you that you're not worthy. Or you're not able. Or you're not doing it. Because God is with you and made you just for this role. The biggest lie that Satan wants our moms to believe is that they're not cut out for this. So that they don't pass on all these wonderful things that they're meant by God to do. So don't listen to those lies. And sons, daughters, men, let's honor and build up our mom and the mother to our children so she can fill the place that God's given her. Imagine what this church looks like when we're doing that. Imagine what our community looks like. Would you pray with me, church? Lord, we just thank you today and praise you for all the moms that are here. Lord, we're reminded that you gave your very best to us when you gave us a child you gave us your son. And so we know that the greatest gifts we receive in life are children. Lord, as these moms are gathered here today and bow before you, I pray, Lord, for every one of them that they would see who they are as your daughter, how valued they are, and how loved they are, by you, and we pray, God, that that love would enable them to remember the calling that you've placed in their life, that they would see that you see them every day, and they would be able to go out of here today with a new sense of the importance and the support that they have as moms. May they feel loved and honored every single day, and everybody at Grace said, Amen. Happy Mother's Day.